Welcome to the Foxes and Fowl podcast, season two. Foxes and Fowl is the campus ministry of the United Church of Canada at the University of British Columbia. We are committed to exploring the ways that God is at work in us and others for the healing and renewal of the world. We believe that God has called us to live in a particular way in this world, the way of Jesus. To help us do that, over the next several weeks, we're going to take a break from our usual pattern of longer interviews and dive into St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians together, one little step at a time. We hope you'll join us on the way. Hey there. Welcome to the Foxes and Fowl podcast. I'm Aaron. Thanks for joining us as we make our way through St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. If this is your first time listening, then you might want to go back to the first episode of this season called All Saints. Or maybe this is the word that God wants for you today. Either way, I'm glad you're here. This is our last episode focused on the prayer at the heart of the letter to the Ephesians, chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. But I'd encourage you to keep spending time in it. You know, for a class in seminary many years ago, I had to memorize this passage, and it's been of great value to me since. In general, I'd say that beyond developing a regular practice of prayer, Memorizing scripture is the best thing you can do to deepen and strengthen your faith and to draw near to God. Prayer is how we move what we know of God from our head to our hearts. That's what we've been saying throughout this series. And memorizing scripture can be a part of how we pray. I've learned a lot from Rich Viotis, a pastor of New Life Fellowship in Queens, New York. He has four encouragements for prayer. I say encouragements rather than rules or keys because those sound like the purpose of prayer is to accomplish something. But the purpose of prayer is simply to be intentionally in God's presence. And from that posture, we do all the things that we do. We give praise, we give thanks, we ask God for the daily bread that we need and to attend to the things that are on our hearts. Here are Rich's four encouragements. Number one, befriend silence. He describes prayer as an exchange of presence. I love that. And you know that when you love someone, when you desire their presence and they desire yours, you don't have to talk all the time. Some of my favorite times with my wife are when we're both at home and simply in each other's presence. We can go long stretches without saying anything, but the fact that we're near each other, can see each other, reach out and touch each other is such a gift compared to those days when we're not together from early in the morning until late in the evening when we're busy and unavailable to each other. As well, the Bible tells us to be still and know that God is God. Not saying anything allows God the chance to get in a word, to speak to us. But it also just declutters the space so that we're not worried about what to say. We're just focused on being present to God. So befriend silence. Encouragement number two is to embrace boredom. (laughs) Uh, This doesn't make prayer sound terribly exciting, does it? But like befriending silence, when you're with someone you love, exciting things don't always have to happen. If the health and intimacy of my marriage was dependent upon it being always interesting, 
We'd both be exhausted and I'd be in trouble, because I'm just not that interesting all the time. When we pray, like in any relationship, it doesn't have to be flashes of brilliance and spiritual fireworks. Sometimes that'll happen, of course, but maybe not mostly. So embrace boredom and pray with the words of others. This is the third encouragement. You know, we don't always have to know what to say. Some of our most important prayer times are going to come when we're at the end of our rope and we don't have anything to say. But that's also when we can pray with the words of others. You now, whether it's using a daily prayer book, I use Common Prayer, a Liturgy for Ordinary Radicals by Shane Claiborne and Jonathan Wilson Hartgrove. We'll put a link to that in the show notes if you're interested. Or the prayers of the saints from the past, or simply using parts of scripture, the words of others can help us go deeper into God's presence and remind us that our faith is not a solo venture. We're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses cheering us on. This is where memorizing scripture can be really helpful. Now take Ephesians 3, 14 to 21 and turn it into a personal prayer or a prayer for your family or for your community. And finally, the fourth encouragement is to always pray remembering that God is beholding you with the eyes of love. You are God's beloved child. That's how God greets you. That's how God sees you. God is smitten with you. So pray knowing that. Now the Ephesian prayer we've been working through draws us into that reality. We've heard it in every verse. Paul prayed us into the wonder of God's love, God's intimacy, God's power and presence for us. And he finishes the prayer by saying this, Now to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Hear it again. Now to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine. To God be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Paul finishes this prayer by reminding us again that the one whose power made the cosmos is at work in us. God is at work in us to heal, to make whole, to root and ground us in love, to help us know the wonders we are made for to give us a vision of God's kingdom on earth as in heaven. And it's a power that does more than we can ask or imagine. This is the same power that took down the Egyptian empire for the sake of its slaves, making Israel God's free people. This is the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. This power does more, does unimaginably marvelous things. God is prepared to do such powerful things in us and through us. You know, there's this wild verse in St. John's Gospel where Jesus tells his disciples that whoever loves him will do the things that he does and even greater things. That's something I have a hard time believing, but it's also a promise I want to live into. That we can do what Jesus does and even greater things. I find that hard to imagine that followers of Jesus could get into even more holy mischief than he did, but I'm enthralled with the possibility. 
I think that too often we expect too little from God. I know I do. And Paul invites us to quit that. Praise that we would eagerly expect God to exceed our expectations. That we would be ready for God to do marvelous things, abundantly far more than we can ask or imagine. So my prayer today is to be open to that more. To let go of the comfort of the familiar and the expected and to let God do the stuff that sets captives free, that raises the dead in us and through us. God give us grace and guts. Amen. Thanks to the Foxes and Fowl team and the Pacific Mountain region of the United Church of Canada for making this happen. Thanks as ever to Davis Miller for the soundtrack. I hope you can join us next time. And until then, grace and peace. Thank you.